Hey, everybody. Before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You can also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and figure out what other movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are back in Marvel territory with their new entry in uh, the gigantic Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think this is the 21st movie in the series, and we're all leading up to Endgame in a couple months. So uh, we are talking about Captain Marvel, of course. Joining me for this episode, a new co-host, James Baker from Pop Cult Net a podcast that I was actually on as a guest back when I was first starting piecing it together uh, a little over a year ago. Um, so I'm glad to finally have him here on our show. Uh, it's a great conversation that we have about Captain Marvel, which is, of course, Brie Larson starring as the new character who, um, you know, is going to the team kick Thanos's ass or something. I don't really follow these movies that well. Um, I'm not a comic book guy, uh, but I always have fun with them though. And uh, while this definitely wasn't one of the best Marvel movies, it certainly was a lot of fun anyway. Uh, as always, before we get into the conversation, I want to remind you all to please make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. And you can also follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. So let's go to the conversation about Captain Marvel. All right, so today we've got a new co-host on the show. We've got James Baker from Pop Cult Net Podcast. James, welcome to Piecing It Together. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. I, I was on your show like, man, it was like a year ago already, I think. Um, I'm glad to finally have you here on, on our show. Yeah, it's been too long, man. I'm glad to get, be able to catch <laughs> up with you. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got our little Twitter interactions, but, uh, it's good. To, it's good to be talking. It's good to be talking for sure. Um, uh, why don't you tell people a little bit about your show and what you do? Okay. So I host a uh, podcast and a YouTube channel by the name of pop cult net. And, uh, I just usually just celebrate fandom. Uh, geek them and all that good stuff. Um, on my channel, I do uh, movie reviews, trailer reactions, uh, TV show reviews, and I want to start getting into different uh, aspects as well, like topic discussions of uh, current events and everything like that too. But uh, my podcast is about to get back up and running. Uh, I'm a former pod fader. I guess that's the term people use when people follow <laughs> up their podcast. But uh, I got some cool guests lined up for that. So uh, make sure you guys uh, subscribe to that wherever you can find podcasts and the YouTube channel. Beautiful. Well, uh, we're talking about Captain Marvel today. Uh, huge movie. Um, a, a very... 
a very big cultural moment. Um, a movie that's been surrounded by quite a bit of controversy with a, a lot of people who don't like it for no apparent reason <laughs> and a lot of people who uh, I, I, I watched your review on YouTube and I think we both kind of share a similar uh, opinion of this movie in that it was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I you said something I, I wanted to bring up right away that you mentioned on your review that I, I think is absolutely so true. And that is that the bar is just too high with these Marvel movies. And like to expect every single one of them to be like this, like earth changing movie is just, you know, it's just so unrealistic, but yeah, you know, here we are with Captain Marvel. And I think some people just maybe wanted too much from it, but it's still a fun movie and a solid, you know, a solid fun Marvel movie. Yeah. I think that's just where we're at right now. And I'm kind of nervous about phase four because mm -hmm. they're going to keep introducing new characters that people really don't have knowledge about. Like for me, I'm a huge guy that's, uh, you know, I'm a casual comic book reader and I really didn't know that much about Captain Marvel. So this is my first introduction to her. So I feel like that's why I didn't mind the movie. But um, what James Gunn did with the Guardians of the Galaxy is amazing because when they came out, I had no idea who they were either. But it was an amazing oh, yeah. franchise. and He did a really good job with that. But looking at the landscape of phase four, um, the saving grace could be the X-Men. But there's also a lot mm -hmm. of one-off characters. Uh, I read a cool article the other day that said they're going to introduce, uh, I think his name is Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi is the first Asian mm -hmm. uh, comic book character in Marvel. They're going to introduce him uh, and some other off-brand people. Uh, I think the Eternals, uh, with that, they're going to introduce the first uh, gay superhero. So Phase mm -hmm. 4 is going to be forward-thinking, and I'm, I'm kind of nervous about people not being ready for that with all the backlash and controversy surrounding this film. Yeah, right. I, it's like you would think that we're we're you know a little more evolved to the point where we can, oh yeah, sure, Captain Marvel's a, a female superhero. That's great. Let's go see the movie. You know, <laughs> and obviously, plenty of people did. I mean, this thing opened huge. It's, uh, I think, like the sixth biggest of any of the Marvel movies as far as uh, opening box office. I mean, it did huge numbers. It did well, but there's still a very vocal minority. You know, the Twitter nerds and Reddit people that are just like, I, I don't know, people just love to complain. <laughs> yeah, man. Like like you said before, like the bar is way too high right now because this film had to follow yeah. Black Panther, had to follow mm -hmm. Thor Ragnarok and Avengers Endgame. And um, I think a lot of people would have complained if they didn't make a Captain Marvel movie and she just pops up. So it's kind of like, where do you draw right. the line at of winning? It's kind of like this movie. Yeah, stand a there's chance. no winning. <laughs> there's no winning with trolls. That's the that's the point of trolls. There's no yeah. winning. Um, <laughs> well, all right. With, with that said, let's uh, jump into the conversation and let's go ahead with your first puzzle piece for Captain Marvel. All right. My first puzzle piece has to be the Matrix. <laughs> OK, great. Uh, the reason behind that was uh, one of the opening scenes you have uh, the character Jude Law played and uh, Brie Larson's Captain Marvel fighting and he's like mentoring her through the whole combat similar to what Morpheus and Neo did in The Matrix. Sure. And uh, throughout oh, the yeah. whole movie he was kind of like mentoring her the same way uh, Morpheus did with the whole don't, use, don't let your emotions get the best of you and so on and so forth. So I really do feel like The Matrix had some kind of impact on that movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Also, I think 
I think that's a really great point about the uh, the whole uh, mentor-student relationship during the fighting. I also think The Matrix could work as well um, in the whole, you know, discovering who you really are and, you know, what your purpose is and all that, um, which is a major theme throughout Captain Marvel um, with her discovering who she really is and everything like that. And I think that's also something that'll pop up in, you know, multiple of our puzzle pieces today. Um so yeah no I, I think that's absolutely a great one and uh I'm going to continue along there with my first puzzle piece uh which, which actually is kind of a combination of two and it has to do with that whole part of the opening where uh the scrolls are trying to extract her memories and for that I thought of both Arrival and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind I wanted to combine those two together oh, and that's a good one. get them out of <laughs> get them out of the way up front because I mean they both deal with just the whole accessing memories and to be honest when it when that all started I thought that was going to be a big part of the rest of the movie and that was going to be like something to do with her powers was going to be accessing all of time at once or something like that um, but still I, I thought just the way that that sequence was done was really cool and it it, it was a, a pretty fresh spin on uh, time travel and uh, and memory basically and both of those movies arrival and eternal sunshine of the spotless mind they both dealt with that in totally new fresh ways that we've never really seen before and i feel like this is like kind of another extension of that i would love to see uh more of that within the framework of these you know of a superhero movie i'd love to see uh accessing time you know in different ways i, I just thought it was really cool the way they did that yeah that was really cool yeah another one of my influences i guess i should do my research on this before because i don't know uh which came first but uh i can't mm -hmm. stop but comparing this to the green lantern origin story uh you have mm -hmm. a pilot who crash lands and pretty much gets recruited into this random space force without even knowing exactly what's going on even though Cat, uh green lantern uh maintained his memory i can't help but look at the similarities between those two characters and i know with uh dc and marvel it's always debating about who stole whose idea but there's completely <laughs> no no doubting the similarity between two characters origin stories sure yeah i you know i'm glad that you're bringing some uh you know some comic book you know stories into this because i am like such a beginner when it comes to comic book like the movies and i haven't even seen every comic book every major comic book movie but um i don't read comic books so it's like i don't have that point of entry for any of this so I, i'm i'm glad to hear you bring up green lantern green lantern's uh origin being a similar origin and i think i've actually uh seen a couple of my friends mention that as well that uh that they both had that kind of you know that kind of a connection um i think that's pretty interesting i will continue with uh this one actually yeah i might as well get this one out of the way and it kind of uh combines you you were just talking about dc so i i guess i will uh jump right in on that bandwagon here and this is a very obvious one but wonder woman which <laughs> of course uh i mean it's hard to deny you know that wonder woman you know, uh, beat Captain Marvel to the punch here with, with the female superhero. And, I, you know, we're dealing with 
a lot of the same kind of themes, a, a lot of the same feminist undertones, uh, you know, the, the heroic and inspirational uh, story of being able to rise up and, and be powerful in, in the face of, of a society that doesn't really uh, give you that chance normally. And uh, also just just with a lot of the uh, the imagery and, and using a lot of that that classic feminist uh, imagery within the constructs of a superhero movie. And I think both do it very well, both of these movies um, and in their own ways. I, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and talk about which one's better necessarily, but there's definitely so many parallels between the two. Yeah, and that movie didn't really have that much uh, controversy surrounding it. I don't know if Brie Larson was her own undoing with this film, but I mean, it's still doing right. well in the box office. But uh, that's one example that all men are just bashing superhero women's uh, movies. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's. It... Some of us are okay. Some of us are good. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's true. I I don't know why. I it must be the Brie Larson factor. I guess. I guess these trolls just really don't like Brie Larson, which I don't understand. She's and there, good. there was a few things in the movie that, um, like the commentary, the dialogue was kind of like you know bashing men, but I didn't even take offense to it. I kind of thought it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm just. I weird. mean, Samuel Jackson was game for the jokes at his expense. Why shouldn't we be? You know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind he it. He was at having. All. Fun. He was having fun with it. I he didn't was mind totally it. having fun. <laughs> um. All right. What's your next puzzle piece? I actually uh, was doing some deep diving the other day, and I was reading a couple, uh, a few articles about the director. And uh, obviously, this they wanted to remind us of the whole, the old '90s movies, the action movies. So they said one of the biggest influences for this film was RoboCop, <laughs> hmm. uh, and the reason behind that was uh, the whole piecing together your memories. Uh, sure, kind of like what happened to Robot uh, RoboCop in the movie. He was a former police officer. Uh, turned cyborg, but he's still human and inside. So he kept having these flashbacks of what was going on in his past and who who he really is and trying to discover out who he was throughout the whole film, similar to uh, the story of Captain Marvel. So that was a big influence on this film, RoboCop. Absolutely. I, I think, and we've seen that in other movies as well, that that's, that's such an inspiration, uh, like an influential, um, like, I don't want to say trope, but I guess trope of of uh, having a character who doesn't remember who they are, and then they get those flashes along the way, and then by the end, they've fully understood who they are and what their place is, and that's when their power is truly unlocked, and they're they're ready to kick some ass. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it does it really well. It it um, it, it delves it out in in a good a good. Uh, a good pace of, of getting through all of who she is and trying to like piece together that, uh, that backstory of, of her real life character and then of who she is becoming, who Captain Marvel is. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I, to be honest, I was a little confused at first, but then after I started <laughs> like thinking about it, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I was confused <laughs> as I read the article. I'm like, RoboCop, I don't see it because RoboCop came out in the early 80s before I was even born. So when I did watch it, I think I was like in elementary school or like middle school. And I can't really remember what happened, but that was one of the main uh, storylines. And it was him trying to remember his uh, his identity. So I thought that was pretty cool. sure. Yeah, no, that, that is cool. Um, all right. I'm going to take it to the 90s then, um, which is, of course, where this movie is set. And I'm going to go with a Samuel L. Jackson movie called The Long Kiss Goodnight. Mm. Um, 
which is another movie with Samuel Jackson and a girl who doesn't remember who she is, who turns out to be a major badass by the end of the movie. Um, and uh, I, this movie, aside from, I, I think it kind of has those parallels right there, I also wanted to bring it up because... It is one of my favorite, and this is a total aside, has nothing to do with Captain Marvel. Um, it, it's one of my favorite movie memories because uh, I grew up in a small town, uh, Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Um, and, you know, no movies take place in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. But there was a scene in uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight where they're looking at a map and trying to figure out where they are. And they said, oh, it looks like we're in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. And my theater like went nuts. <laughs> Everybody just <laughs> lost their collective shit. And uh, it, it was definitely one of my favorite theatrical memories that I have. And I just wanted to share that little story here on the podcast. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Long Kiss Goodnight? I do not, man. I have to go re rewatch that now that you brought it oh, back up. Oh, it's great. Oh, that's, that's a classic. I love that movie. I'm definitely checking out ASAP. Right on. So what's your uh, next puzzle piece? Uh, my next puzzle piece, which is probably the most obvious one, is Top Gun. I mean, they even named nice. the cat Goose. So it's kind of like yeah. they wanted everybody <laughs> to know that uh, Top Gun inspired this film with all the uh, fighter jet scenes, uh, the, uh, the cat, obviously, and just... Um, the 90s nostalgia from that. Sure. Absolutely. I would say also um, some of the shots looked very, very much like like when she's uh, in the ship and looking back at her her uh, uh, flight partner or whatever you call that. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, but uh, it, some of the shots looked very much like the way it was shot back in Top Gun. Um, and I, I completely agree. I had that on my list as well. That, that totally makes sense. Um, there's a lot of military imagery in this, and a lot of uh, a lot of that is done in a in a very very Top Gun way. <laughs> yeah, um, I enjoyed the uh, the fighter jet scenes and um, just the '90s nostalgia. So I, I, I like where they went with this film, but I just feel like they couldn't find their landing. I feel like they just stick to one genre of '90s movies, then they would have did a really good job. But they try to do so much, like. Like we we already said like what four movies already that influenced this, so it's kind of yeah, like yeah. one part Matrix, one part Top Gun, one part you know it's just so many different parts. I felt like it was hard to find a landing, and people felt like this movie was a little bit scattered. And I do say the yeah. first and second act was a little bit scattered, scattered, but they found a landing towards the end of the film, and they finally was sure, like we're absolutely. a sci-fi uh, movie. <laughs> Yeah, I think what you're saying is absolutely true. Um, it, I, I feel like this this movie was like, it, and it's funny because like uh, Avengers: Infinity War managed to balance like all of those characters into a story that felt like one cohesive story, whereas this kind of feels like three or four stories mm -hmm. that they just all had to like squeeze in there in order to get them all out of the way. They needed that origin story. They needed uh, the refugee story. They needed um, like a, just a straight up action story. They needed the, the student teacher, like we were talking about earlier story um, to, to get a villain in there. Um, yeah, it, it felt like multiple stories all kind of put together. And each story has its own set of influences, which is uh, interesting for an episode of piecing it together. That's for sure. So why don't I go ahead with my next puzzle piece? Um, so, OK, well, you know what? You were just talking about all that 90s nostalgia. And I'm going to just this is like a kind of a, a quick one here. But 
thanks to Stanley's cameo, which was one of my favorite Stanley cameos that we've gotten uh, so far. Uh, I'm gonna cite Mallrats as a influence, um, partially because of all the nostalgia and all of the uh, just very kind of meta tongue-in-cheek references and whatnot to the 90s, which uh, Mallrats is such a, a, a beautiful uh, encapsulation of the 90s in a lot of ways, um, but also because of Stanley's cameo itself and the fact that he was uh, reading the script for Mallrats and uh, <laughs> for getting getting ready for his, his little cameo in Mallrats, which is such a weird little meta bit of uh, comedy there that he is stanley the person in this particular cameo which is so funny i hope they keep that going man with the cameos oh yeah that would be I, it would be such a shame if they didn't oh you said that was the best one and then the tribute at the beginning was so amazing but i really don't hope oh yeah i hope they keep it going something with like cgi or something yeah i don't see why they couldn't i mean there's such small little throwaway shots like and cgi has gotten so good i feel like that is one uh one use of human CGI that people would not complain about if we just continued getting Stan Lee cameos that weren't actually uh, filmed by him. I, I feel like people would be totally down for it. I wonder if he has like a one for Endgame or if they have to figure it out before then. I think that I read that they he did get to film one okay. for that and he also filmed one for uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, and that's the last one that he actually got to film. So I guess we'll see after that. Okay. Um, so, uh, what's your next puzzle piece? All right. I think this is my last one. Uh, okay. I would have to go with Terminator 2, keep it in the 90s. Mainly so for the awesome chase scenes uh, and the car chase scenes, too. Um, but, yeah, I think they really wanted to do this whole 90s action movie and uh, – Keeping with the theme of the 90s, I would say Terminator 2. And just thinking about that movie, it was some awesome action sequences in that film. And they hold up to, to this day. Sure. So I feel like that's what they were trying to go. They're trying to make some cool uh, scenes, some scenes that stand out from Captain Marvel or the uh, the train scene uh, when she's chasing the uh, scroll throughout the uh, train, fighting on top of the train, and some of the cool chase, uh, chase scenes with Samuel Jackson. Absolutely. Yeah. Terminator 2 is my single favorite action movie of all time. So I, I love Terminator 2. And uh, I would say to add into what you were just saying there, uh, the scene where she uh, takes the uh, biker, the, the biker's bike um, was kind of similar to uh, to Arnold, you know, taking the outfit from the bikers in Terminator 2, which was great. Classics. Yeah. She kind of had that Arnold Schwarzenegger vibe when she came back like kind of emotionless yeah emotionless badass basically <laughs> and like even the scene i'm not sure if you remember towards the beginning when she first got to earth and she was talking to the guy in the parking lot she was like um where am i um yeah. what's going on? you know saying it's kind of like the whole vibe of arnold back in terminator 2 or even the first term yeah no that's that's a good point absolutely yeah, no, I, I like that. That's a really good one. Um, well, right on. I have Sarah O'Connor. <laughs> nice. I've got uh, I've got two more, so I will just go through these. Uh, first one's actually two things. Um, is both Star Wars and Star Trek series. Um, Star Wars more for the space battles and the uh, musical cues. Star Trek more for the creatures. Um, you know, obviously we've get we get goose being a creature. <laughs> we have the uh, the alien designs for the uh, 
for the uh, scrolls and all that. And it, that that reminded me very much Star Trek. And then the the space battles reminded me of some of the more recent Star Wars movies. Uh, and also a lot of the music, uh, the music was really great in this movie. It's one of my favorite things about it. I think uh, they did a really great job with the score. Um, but every so often it would, it was kind of its own thing with a very uh, synth, heavy score but every so often it would just kind of almost turn into a classic star wars style score um and i thought that was like an interesting nod almost like i feel like it was very intentional uh so yeah star wars and star trek i felt both uh just as entire series and uh the feeling of those those series uh, I felt bled into a lot of what made captain marvel a little bit different from uh some of the other marvel movies um, did you feel yeah, I thought I was the only one that thought the scrolls kind of looked like a Star Trek-ish creature. So yeah, so you're on board. Thing. You're on board right there. Yeah, they totally sure. reminded me of Star Trek. Uh, yeah, characters. for sure. Yeah. Right on. And you know, I got to say, like, I, I'm not looking for ways to criticize here, but I've never really been a fan of Star Trek. And I, I, I prefer these Marvel movies when they stick to more humanoid characters and a little less alieny characters. But uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's cool though. I, I know I know comic book people love it, so and that's who these movies are are for, really. You know. <laughs> um, and then my my final puzzle piece uh, is actually Rocky. And that is because Ooh. of the whole, uh, you know, when you get knocked down, you have to get back up attitude and message, um, which really follows uh, Brie Larson's character, uh, her, the normal character, I don't want to say normal, the human character, uh, the, the non-powers, when we get the flashbacks of her as a kid and, uh, you know, she's always had this, this attitude of always getting back up no matter how hard things got and how that mixed with her, you know, space powers really make for why she's so strong, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I, I saw Rocky and that attitude as a, uh, an influence on the character. Nice. That was a good one. <laughs> nice. And I feel like that, that, uh, that message got lost with the, uh, all the controversy of the whole message of when you get knocked down, you get back up. Yeah, I agree. Cause that's such a universal message. I mean, just because it's a girl here, I mean, we're like, there's, that's a, a human message. That's for everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, some of the other messages, like subliminal messages were like, uh, when the character that played Jew Law or Jew Law um, was telling her, don't be emotional. Mm -hmm. uh, they're saying that was kind of like a slight F. Uh, men always telling females they're too emotional. But mm. me, myself, I'm an emotional person. So I even, I didn't even feel offended by that. I'm like, yeah, I should try to get into <laughs> with my emotions more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just yeah. like, where is all this controversy coming from? Yeah. Like, I can identify with most of the things that are going on in this film. So, <laughs> but yeah, that, that message was, it was beautiful. People when you get back down and get back up. People don't like to, uh, taking good hard looks at themselves, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it seems like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's do the finished puzzle here where I read down all of the movies uh, and influences that we just talked about. And then we'll get into any uh, closing notes that we have about Captain Marvel. So uh, our finished puzzle includes The Matrix, Arrival, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, RoboCop, The Long Kiss Goodnight, Top Gun, 
Mallrats, Terminator 2, Star Wars, Star Trek, and Rocky. And uh, as we get into these final thoughts, I also was going to mention um, that uh, I was almost going to bring up Superman as well, uh, because I think as far as a superhero is concerned, uh, and with my limited knowledge of the whole world of superheroes, Superman just kind of seemed like a very strong uh, parallel to the Captain Marvel character, almost like a de- uh, a Marvel version of Superman. Yeah, I forgot to add that in there. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, did you have any other uh, thoughts about Captain Marvel before we wrap it up? Um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, please go see it. Do not listen to all the controversy. It's not as bad as everybody's making it out to be. Uh, and even though we have mo- movie critics and we want to watch movie reviews, you should always just based off your own opinion and not just not see it just because somebody told you not to go see it. So with that being said, please go check out Captain Marvel. Hey, I, I couldn't agree more. And like like I said at the beginning of the uh, episode, like I didn't love this one, but it's absolutely an enjoyable movie. It's got plenty of great moments. I think Brie Larson's great. I think Jude Law is great. Um, I've been on a Jude Law kick lately. I love him and everything. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, Yeah, I think it's absolutely a movie worth seeing and people need to not get caught up in these stupid controversies that really are just like a hundred people on Twitter. Like, you know, out of like millions of people that have a head on their shoulders, you know? And it's just a trend that I'm not really fond of that's going on it's like, it's like pick a choose a side it's yeah. been choosing sides for a couple of years now and i thought it was like a trend but like you said trolls are trolls are just growing by the numbers these days man <laughs> <laughs> yeah we gotta we gotta cut them down for sure they suck um yeah. <laughs> well right on man this uh this is a great conversation um i what i usually do at the end is ask my guest if there's anything you watched lately that you'd like to recommend and then just once again plug your uh your podcast and everything else that you do uh i'm actually doing a whole rewatch of game of thrones right now getting ready for the final season uh next month but before that, I checked out the new series on Netflix called uh, The Umbrella uh, Umbrella Academy. Mm. And I really enjoyed it. That was my first time with those characters. I know they've been around for a while, but I felt like it was a really cool adaptation of the comic book. And you guys should definitely check it out. I think it's like 10 episodes. They run roughly 40 minutes. And uh, the season ends on a cliffhanger. But I really enjoyed that show. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people saying that it's uh, really great. It's, it, it it looks weird, but it looks like a lot of fun. Um, I haven't watched it yet, though. Yeah, it's fun. The cinematography is really good. The actors are really good as well. And the story is really interesting. So I'm looking forward to season two. Right on, man. That sounds great. Uh, and y- so you said the you're rewatching Game of Thrones. You're going to do something on your show uh, leading up to that? Yeah, I'm probably going to do something uh, leading into the show. Uh, I haven't thought of uh, what I want to do yet, but... I'm currently on the end of season six going into, or end of season, yeah, season six going into seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I finish uh, seven, I'll probably do like a little uh, talk about it. And I just finished reading the books too, even though the books aren't caught up with the show yet. I just did finish my first read of the Game of Thrones book. So I think my knowledge of the whole world is pretty solid right now. So I think it's finally time I do something Game of Thrones like <sighs> nice. on my channel. Damn, you've been busy. That that's that's a lot. Of, yeah, that's man. a lot of content. Those books are epic. Those oh, books are epic. Wow. They run like a thousand plus pages per, and it's like five. So it took me a while to get through them, but I pushed through, and uh, now I'm on to the 
the series. And they vary so much. But it's really interesting, though. If I started reading right now, I'd probably be done by the time they reboot Game of Thrones. I'm a bad reader. Um, <laughs> right on. Nobody's going to reboot it. That's what's so funny about oh, it. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, come on. It's, this is this is Hollywood that we're talking about here. <laughs> well, right on, man. Thank you again so much for being here, and I uh, hope to have you back again sometime. Oh yeah, for sure, anytime, man. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. If you ever believed Captain America was on the U.S. Olympic soccer team. If you ever thought that the Winter Soldier was that brace yourselves guy on the internet. And if you ever wondered just what would a raccoon do with a machine gun. Then don't let another week pass you by without tuning into Mighty Marvel Geeks. Mighty Marvel Geeks is your show about all things Marvel. With news, rumors, commentary, and interviews. As well as our weekly recommendations on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day. Official consulting hours are between 8 and 5 every other Thursday. That's Mighty Marvel Geeks on WeebyGeeks.net, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. All right, so that's it for today on Piecing It Together. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with James Baker from Pop Cult Net. Definitely go check out his uh, YouTube videos and his podcast and all that. Uh, he's a cool dude. And uh, Captain Marvel, go see it if you haven't yet. Although, based on the box office, you probably did already. Um, don't let trolls win. You know, it, this movie, it it wasn't the best. It, it was probably a lower tier. It'll probably come in towards the bottom of my Marvel ranking. If we do a overall Marvel movie rankings coming up on Endgame, we might as well, right? Good special episode, uh thing to do um but it's still worth seeing so go check it out if you haven't yet but then again you're listening to piecing it together and as you all know we get into spoilers on this so you probably should have watched it before you uh listen to us go on and on about it so uh before i continue going on and on i want to remind you all to please make sure you are subscribed to piecing it together on your podcast app of choice we're of course available on apple podcasts spotify pocket casts Tune in radio. I think we're on Stitcher, aren't we on Stitcher? We're on a whole bunch of apps. We're on like all of them, I think. But if there is a podcast app that you listen to podcasts on and you don't see us on there, let me know so I can make sure we get on there because I want to be everywhere that you're listening to podcasts. You could also rate and review us on iTunes. You can check us out on social media at PiecingPod. You can also join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. And you can go to our website, piecingpod.com, and sign up for the mailing list. We got more contests coming soon. We still have a contest going on in our uh, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. So go join there and get in on that contest. But um, we also got some email list contests coming up soon. We got a lot coming. We got like four episodes in the can right now planning on recording a couple more episodes this week. So, I mean, we've got a lot coming. So I really want to thank you all who are out there listening. Um, Keep listening, and we're going to be doing a lot more for you. So let's leave you with a piece of music, and uh, what should I leave you guys with today? Well, Captain Marvel is a movie about heroes, so why not the track Hero off my last album, A Different Kind of Dream. And by the way, I am working on a new album right now, so there's going to be new music coming soon. But in the meantime, I still have plenty of tracks to play for you guys at the end of the episodes and lots of music that I've never even released before. So 
Keep listening to episodes, and there will be always a piece of my music at the end for you to take a listen to. And we'll be back next week with more Piecing It Together. And all points west. <laughs>